Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode eight of Carrot Juice. Today is April 12th. And yeah, I hope everybody's doing great. It's been a lot going on uh, this past week. So we're just going to get right into it here today after a little bit of housekeeping. So if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy the content. Don't be afraid to go to Apple Podcasts, leave me a review. Um, I enjoy putting this content out there. And if by you by doing that, you really help out the program and I'd really appreciate it. So. The first thing that I wanted to cover. I just wanted to say my condolences to DMX. The passing of a legend. He passed on April 9th. I've seen a lot of people reaching out, giving their condolences. I just want to say condolences to Darkman X, Earl Simmons. Thoughts and condolences go out to his family in this time. I know he was a spiritual man, so um, I hope that he's in a good place and that he's at peace right now. I know he had a lot of turbulence in his life and I want to remember his life and and some of the impacts that he's had on me growing up as a youth. So if you don't know who DMX was, DMX stands for Darkman X. DMX was an artist that um, I gravitated towards as a young person because his style, his sound was unlike anybody I'd ever heard. I was drawn to the grit, the brash, and the energetic delivery that he laid down over drums and bass. I remember trying to remember some of his verses on the top bunk bed at my mom's house when I was 10 years old. I was trying to get the cadence just right as I wrote down each line of the Rough Riders anthem. I remember saying, stop, drop, shut him down, open up shop. Oh, no, that's how Rough Riders roll. Stop, drop, shut him down, open up shop. Oh, no, that's a Rough Riders roll. If you from the 90s, you remember that. I remember that. I think I remember that I was 10. I remember trying to remember the verse just right, writing it down, doing it over and over again. And no matter how hard I tried, I could never get it just like Earl DMX good. But I tried anyway. And I also look back to a time, look back at that time, and I realize now that I didn't have a clue about a lot of that subject matter. I just relished in how it sounded and the spirit and the energy and the soul behind his voice. The track, that track was on DMX's 1998 masterpiece of an album called, entitled, It's dark and hell is hot. A lot of the tracks in that album had a lot of the duality between heaven and hell, good and evil. And I felt like it correlated to 
a lot of the inner struggles and inner demons that he had going on in his life and throughout his life. As I got older and I grew up, I didn't follow him as close. But that music and those memories still sit with me to this day. And I thank him for putting out that energy and putting out that content because it was a big part of my childhood. Um, I also wanted to say fun fact about Earl Simmons. He was born on December 18th, 1970 in Yonkers, New York. He lived life on the edge and he eventually passed away. Like I said previously on April 9th. Um, something that I didn't know about DMX that I learned last week in the late 1980s, he started performing as a beatboxer, creating beats using only his mouth with a local rapper named Reddy Ron. He took the name DMX from the Oberheim DMX drum machine, a model popular in the 1980s. He also said he was 14 when Reddy Ron introduced him to crack cocaine by passing him what he thought was marijuana. He later found out that he laced the blunt with crack. DMX told the rapper to leave Kwali that in an interview last year. He asked, why would you do that to a child? And he became addicted to it. So he got introduced to, introduced to crack cocaine because one of his mentors passed a blunt of marijuana to him and he had no clue that it was laced with crack cocaine. And eventually, throughout all the successes in his, successes in his life, he never overcome, overcame that addiction because the reason for his death that happened a couple of days ago actually had to do with an overdose that led to the health complications that ultimately ended in him passing. So there's a lot there. There's a lot to process. Um, what I also want to say is DMX was very talented and charismatic. He was also very troubled and struggled. Those things can both be true. And unfortunately, he never truly conquered his relationship with substances. And it eventually was the factor in his passing. I think a thing that people can learn moving forward from this is even though he was in those under those circumstances, he lived his life fully and he made the most of a tough predicament. And he also always made sure to give back to people and to thank, thank them. He moved with humility and always prayed during his concerts and during his, in his performances. He seemed to have, a connection to a higher power and to God. So again, I just want to say rest in peace to Earl Simmons. Thank you for the music, for your um, content. You will be missed. You will be remembered. And I'll put a bow on this segment with a quote from none other than Earl Simmons, Dark Man X. If you're influencing people, I think you should consider life is too precious to have them chasing the wrong things.
Don't give them jewelry. Give them jewels. And we're going to segue from there. And before we move forward in the program, we're going to have a message from our sponsor and we will be right back. So, a different tone from where we started the show. Take my sip here. Okay. So, I don't know if you guys already know about the magazine Cosmopolitan. The magazine Cosmopolitan, get the link up here. Start it. Make sure. In the 60s. And. I am talking about this topic due to. An article that I uh, discovered and learned about. Through content that I've been watching. So Cosmo. The article is from The Guardian. Came out in 2012, but it states Cosmopolitan and the False Promise of an Awesome Life. This is by Gail Dines. So um, the main reason behind the Cosmopolitan magazine, it was giving sex tips to snag your man. May sell ads, but Cosmo's formula for success is selling young women desperately short on aspiration. So, in this article, it leads with, last Sunday's New York Times Magazine ran a four-page story on Cosmopolitan that failed to mention the main point of the magazine. Its content is designed to attract readers in order to sell their eyeballs to the advertisers. So, Cosmo, as females like to call it, was celebrated by writer Edith Zimmerman as a fun magazine packed with handy sex tips, relationship and beauty advice and hints on how to make it in the workplace. So that was the main ploy, main goal of Cosmopolitan was to advertise, to get women to buy certain products that a certain type of lifestyle, uh, you know, relate a sex in the city lifestyle would um, bring. So pushing all the different type of products that that entails, you know, um, jewelry, all make makeup, um, all different types of products, uh, hair products, uh, different types of dresses and all that. That lifestyle was marketed by advertisers and Cosmo in unison to sell single women more because on average this the statistics show women single women purchase consume at a very high rate way higher than single men or married women that for that Um, so basically what happened and what this article is stating i'll go further into it so you can get into it so so the writer Uh, Edith Zimmerman, 
She explored the way the magazine strategically manipulated and reshaped itself to appeal to readers in more sexually conservative countries. But she gives Cosmo's senior editor, Jessica Kroll, the last word. For Kroll, reading Cosmo made her want to grow up, wear a pretty dress, nice heels, move to the city, and have an awesome life. And she also said, I don't think that's a bad thing to want, you know. So it was sparking this movement, this, you know, relations in the city lifestyle. And that coincided with the feminist movement, which started in that same time frame in the 60s. So the article goes on to state, indeed, feminists also want women to have awesome lives. It's just that they don't think pretty dresses and nice heels are the way you get it. So all basically a long story short is the cosmopolitan dream, the sex in the city lifestyle, all that that afforded was actually a ploy by Cosmo to market to single women because single women are the still to this day consume more products than any other, you know, demographic. So my take on this Cosmo lied to you and this type of role with corporations marketing to women to keep them single, to keep them purchasing and consuming more and more is something that has started to pervade our society. So basically what I'm trying to say is just open your eyes before you purchase something, something ask, is this going to add any value to my life? Am I purchasing this because somebody sold me a dream that I'm going to have an awesome life if I have this amazing bag? Or is it something that I truly want? If you truly want that bag, then go for it. But don't be coaxed into thinking that you're going to have an awesome life or a better life because of something that you purchased. Because that is what's being sold to you and it's manipulative. And even the people who created Cosmo admitted that they lied to you guys. They lied to women and they told you they sold you this awesome life. And a lot of the articles and the people that they they documented in these articles were actually fake people. They were implants in Midwestern cities and places that were usually more conservative and things like that. They would send a lady who had that lifestyle to the, these areas and then they would uh, package the article as if she was somebody living in Oklahoma or something and living this, you know, uh, relations in the city lifestyle when that really actually wasn't the case. It was all fabricated. So Cosmo lied to y'all. Um, think about what you want to do before. Um, think about the lifestyle that you want, not just something that's being sold to you is basically what I'm trying to say. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but we're going to move on anyway, because I'm going to try to keep these episodes a little more tidy. Um, so um, also to add on to that, I wanted to talk about the original. You guys remember Sex in the City, right? The show. Um, I found this article as well. Candace Bushnell. 
who is now 60. Well, she's 60 as of July 2019. So she's 62 now, I guess, or 60. Yeah, 62 now. She, uh, or would it be 61? Anyway, she's she's older, okay? Elderly lady. Um, she was the creator of Sex and the City. And in the article here by the Daily Mail, she states, she admits she regrets choosing a career over having children. And she is now truly alone. So. Go on in the article. Her best-selling book and the racy TV series it inspired taught a generation of women that they could have it all. But Candace Bushnell admitted that that lifestyle that she was depicting in those shows was something she regrets. And now she's truly alone because she really wanted to have a family and children. So if you don't know about the show, the TV series stars Sarah Jessica Parker as a writer in New York who famously chooses her independence over motherhood. That same cosmopolitan, awesome life that was marketed to a lot of ladies during that time frame and still pervades to this day. So. She also was a former sex columnist columnist and she's worth around 18 million. So she's made a lot of money. She has money, but she still doesn't feel happy and is alone. Okay. So she stated that when I was in my thirties and forties, I didn't think about it. Then when I got divorced and I was in my fifties, I started to see the impact of having children and of truly being alone. I do see that people with children have an anchor in a way that people who have no kids don't. So she also went on to say that she didn't feel like dating after her 2012 divorce from her husband of 10 years. And she moved to Connecticut and after her divorce, she admitted she went without relations for five years. And she stated, that's not too long when you get to be my age. And she knows women that have went through that longer. Basically, what she's trying to say is. Um, she knew that. She let that lifestyle, that sex in the city lifestyle, really, you know. Block her ability to have a family. So even the person who wrote the Relations in the City series that was very popular and everything regrets living that lifestyle. So that's just a, a, a bit of food for thought. I think things need to come back and be more moderate in today's culture because we've kind of sold people a dream that, yeah, hot girl summer and, you know, real that, give up, you know what I mean? All that. And is that what you really want or is that what you've been sold? And if that's what you really want, no offense, go ahead and do it. But even the people who have created these, you know, groundbreaking shows and magazines for the time that have pervaded this type of philosophy and moving forward in the world are stating that for the Cosmo stated they lied. And the creator, Candace Bushnell of Sex and the City said she regrets that. And she's made millions of dollars off of it. So just a little food for thought. Um, hopefully if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're thinking about hot girl summering, um, 
just take that with you. If you choose to do so, do at your own risk. That's all I'm going to say. All right. And we got one more topic before we wrap this up. And before that, we got one more message from the sponsor. Okay. So I saw this article on TMZ and I just thought it was uh, hilarious. Uh, so this article is from TMZ and it came out on April 10th. And the title is Botched Botox Patient. I'm droopy and irregular, but I'll do it again. Beats wrinkles, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. So I'm going to link this article in the uh, show notes. So in this article, there's a picture up front and uh, this lady is doing a permanent uh, eyebrow over oh, no, uh, Dwayne Johnson uh, rocks eyebrow with her eyes. So, um, yes, one eye look like her right eye is like half shut and the other one is as far as it could go. Some botch procedure with the Botox. Um, Yes, this is scary, people. So, the article states, let me take another sip. So, Whitney Buha's recent cosmetic procedure was an eyebrow-raising failure, but she's not scared to try again because she says the pros of youthfulness outweigh the cons. Let me stop you there. I don't know what these ladies are thinking that these these Botox seminars, these Botox parties and everything are are making you look younger. No, it just makes your face look weird. You just start looking like a doll. You know, like people know that you're not younger. It's okay. Just like I would rather recommend you just take care of the skin, like keep it hydrated. Um moisturize things like that don't put as much makeup on it all the time so it can breathe i think that would do wonders rather than filling your face up with what is botox no let me look this up what is botox it's not something i've ever said but what is it okay because it's some foreign substance i it can't be good for you long term what is botox so Botox is, oh, let me get this. So Botox, okay, this is according to medlineplus.gov. Botulinum toxin. So Botox is a drug made from a toxin produced by the bacterium Clostridium botulium. Hey, I'm not a doctor or anything. I don't know that much about this stuff. I will I will tell you right off the bat. I don't know what this stuff is. So bear with me. It's the same toxin that causes a life-threatening type of food poisoning called botulism. Doctors use it in small doses to treat health problems, including temporary smoothing of facial wrinkles and improve your appearance. Oh, Okay, people, how vain are we? Sorry, temporary smoothing. Facial wrinkles is not a health problem. 
that is a cosmetic issue that you have, which I don't even think is an issue, but that's a cosmetic thing. It's not a health issue. So you're putting a toxin in your body to look like a, a Kent, to look like a Barbie doll at age 40. Why? I don't understand. And then some of these people go way too far. They start putting Botox in their um, faces and stuff when they're like 20 something. What are you saying? Like, Aren't you supposed to be youthful? How is your skin not looking okay at 20 something? I don't understand. And then you and then you go overboard and overboard and you do it. You go you go get Botox like other people go get coffee and before you know it, your face is big as a balloon. Can't can't even wear a hat if you wanted to. You know? They don't they don't they don't make them your size. What are we doing? Sheesh. So. Oh, let's go back to the article. So the life and style blogger from Chicago is still dealing with the effects of the botched Botox injections from a month ago, which resulted in a droopy left eye and a wide open right peeper. So. She says, on top of everything else, she suffers from dryness in her right eye because it's open wider to compensate for her left eye, blurred vision, and headaches. It's around springtime right now, and I get seasonal allergies. So if her right eye can't close, goodness gracious, she's going to be scratching that thing until 2023. I get those seasonal allergies, so I'm like sneezing up a storm, constantly rubbing my eyes. She can't close her eye. Poor thing. Goodness gracious, all this for a couple of wrinkles. I mean, the lady is attractive. I just don't understand. Like, it's not worth it. It's basically what I'm trying to say. Take care of the skin. Don't put toxins in your skin. Let's say it again. Take care of your skin. Don't put toxins that can cause poisoning, they said. In your skin. You would rather poison your skin than have a couple of wrinkles. Lord have mercy. Mm. All right. So, it also goes on to say, the good news, as you can see, her eyes are returning to normal, and she says doctors have assured her this is all just temporary. I wish I had a buzzer. Still, it's a pretty scary experience, she says. So it begs the question, will Whitney get Botox again? Oh, that, that wasn't her saying it, but yeah. Uh, yes. I'm going to answer for her. Yes. She's going to get more. <laughs> she is going to get more. She's she's in the system, man. She's That's all she wants. No wrinkles. Isn't it going to be weird to be 50-something with no wrinkles? Like, you're the only person in the world. Who can uh, just got a smooth face out here at 50. You a whole 50 with a smooth, smooth as a baby's bottom, your face. What do you think? <laughs> do you think us guys are crazy or something? We're gonna be looking at you like, mm. what am I looking at? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> do not pass go, do not collect $200. <laughs> All 
I'm sorry. No, let me take another sip. Okay, guys, I just uh, I I just wanted to talk about that because it tickled me. Okay, um, so something that's going on that I also wanted to talk about. Um, I just wanted to talk about making sure that you have gratitude for the things that are going on in your life and. Especially, I'm speaking to the men right now. If you're not where you want to be in your life, start focusing on professional development, becoming a better version of yourself. If you don't know how to do something, seeking advice and guidance, we have resources in front of us nowadays with things like YouTube, the internet, you know, social media to be able to get content. And to learn how to become a better person. I think far too often as younger people, we get caught up in trying to keep up with the Joneses and trying to, you know, do what other people are doing. Oh, especially for the young people. Oh, I don't have enough followers on Instagram or if I'm not making enough money yet or I don't know what I want to do with my life or uh, the girl that I likes doesn't like me. If I could talk to myself when I was 18, I would say, keep your head down. Keep firing. Focus on becoming a better version of yourself each and every day, and you will be exactly where you want to be. Read more. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Listen with the intent to comprehend and not to just reply right away. Because nowadays I feel like a lot of people's attention spans are so short for the young people with social media being so prevalent in today's day and age. Like I'm lucky I was born in the eighties, late eighties. So I was from an era where we would call people and we didn't know who was calling you know, right off the rip. And then I saw, you know, Bebo and then uh, eventually MySpace. And then I saw Facebook come to pass and I've went through all of that phase. And now we're in this hyper social media era now. So I've seen all aspects of it and the younger people. Yes, you guys are more socially connected digitally, but are lacking a bit in your interpersonal communication skills, because since you've been alive, there's been Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. So I would say focus on professional development, personal development. Um, If you don't know how to do something, reaching out to somebody that you respect and seeking advice and mentorship, it only could help you moving forward. Focus on your purpose and your path and, It'll get you to and above your goals each and every time. And with that being said, that's been another episode of Carrot Juice. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, share the podcast if you're enjoying the content. And I will speak to you guys. Oh, and 
Yeah. And I will speak to you guys next week. All right. Peace.